Hey, I'm Logan. And I'm Alyssa. And this is Marketer's Cut, a podcast about movie marketing and movies. Is it the Marketer's Cut or Marketer's Cut? Um, oh, that's important for this episode. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Well, that's not a good answer. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, on our graphic, it says the Marketer's Cut, but on a lot of our like file names, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. I leave out the V because it's it's a lot of a lot of work. Well, that's different if it's behind the scenes stuff. No, I think officially we are the marketers cut. Okay, great. But but on the podcast feeds, we might just be marketers cut. Hmm, might need to change that. <laughs> we'll look into it. Great. Um, wouldn't want to get confused for the 2016 marketers cut. You know what I'm or saying? I, yeah, there could be another marketers <laughs> cut. We don't know. Um, so if you can't tell what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, suicide. Sorry. The Suicide Squad, that is our, our movie of focus this week. Um, and uh, you know how the title contrasts to the 2016 David Ayer film, Suicide Squad, without the V. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the big differentiator in these titles here. Um, are you ready to, to get down into it? Yeah. Cool, let's get down into it then. Um, so we're talking about The Suicide Squad. This movie came out on August 6th, so Friday. Um, in theaters and on HBO Max. It was directed by James Gunn, also known for the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Um, Sl- Slither, hate saying that name in the movie because of my lisp. Uh-huh. Um, Super, you know, a lot of other stuff. Uh, here's a quick synopsis from IMDb. Supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell... Reeve Prison joined the super secret, super shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at the remote enemy infused island of Corto Maltese. Cool synopsis, I guess, right? I mean, it tells us, tells us what's happening. Yeah, it's, it's, some, some synopses are very, um, like incorrect, I feel like. This one's correct. Yeah. It's not an important thing to focus on. Um, this movie was made on a whopping budget of $175 million. Um, let's talk about the box office for a little bit. Just straight-up box office numbers. So, um, it opened in over 4,000 theaters domestically, which is a lot, um, to $26.5 million. Uh, the international total was $45.7 million. So, worldwide, so far, it's made $72.2 million. Um, doesn't really come close to that. Budget. Budget. Uh-uh. Now let's talk about the the nitty gritty behind the box office stuff. So, you know, people are saying that this movie is kind of bombing, which is weird to say, you know. Um, Why is it weird to say? I think it's weird to say because while, yes, some movies recently have done much better, Black Widow a month ago mm-hmm. has done, you know, much better than this one. Um, Black Widow was also compared... or. Not sorry. Black Widow also came out on Disney Plus with Premier Access, so it had a, a higher barrier to watch at home mm-hmm. um, than Suicide Squad does. If you're subscribed to HBO Max, you just get it, mm-hmm. which is great. And also, Black Widow came out a month ago. Um, if you've been paying attention to case numbers uh, regarding the pandemic, things are night and day compared to just one month ago. Yeah. Right now. Um, you know, we didn't go see Black Widow in theaters because, you know, we'd already purchased it on Disney uh Premier Access and stuff, but, you know, we re- recently went to see F9. Um, what was the other one that we went to go see? Old. Old. We saw Old in theaters as well. 
Um, but this one we didn't really feel uh, like it was super necessary to go when we can just watch it at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just us. But um, the pandemic is looking a lot different. So to see like a drop in box office numbers from, you know, a month ago to right now isn't necessarily shocking. And I think it's like a little, um, it's a little presumptive to assume that it's like a bad result right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, at least a bad result in terms of, like, box office performance. Now, the number's not great. They wouldn't prefer that number, of course, but that's not, like, the film's fault. It's not the marketing's fault. Yeah. Um, so we can move on from box office stuff. You know, it's, it's some of the least interesting stuff kind of around this movie, but it was worth mentioning. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score. So uh, right now, it is at 92% critic, 86% audience. I'm not shocked by that at all. Um, yeah, I'm a... I didn't think that it would get that much praise from critics, to be honest. I mean, I really enjoyed it, but I'm very shocked at a 92. I would have thought more like high 70s, low 80s. I, I'm not... I see what you're saying. I'm not shocked because I saw like when the Rotten Tomatoes score was first unveiled, mm-hmm. and it was at like... I think it started at 100, and then you know a few more reviews came in, and it went down to 97. Mm-hmm. So there was a time where it was tied for the highest... Um, Rotten Tomato approved superhero movie ever with Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. Um, it's since dropped five points down to 92%. So it's, you know, five behind into the Spider-Verse. Um, but it didn't surprise me, but I guess kind of looking at it like a Suicide Squad or a The Suicide Squad movie um, getting in the 90s for Rotten Tomatoes is a little shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of uh, conversation on... Um, online and everything about you know people are like oh how how the hell does suicide squad have a 97 or 92 percent of rotten tomatoes like it's not that good and um you know it's like a little reminder that rotten tomatoes is it's a thumbs up or thumbs down system mm-hmm. pretty much so it's just saying that 92 percent of the people gave it a thumbs up maybe it's 92 percent of the people thought it was a 5.5 out of 10 movie or yeah. something you know or you know whatever they consider like watchable enjoyable good so it doesn't mean best movie ever. Um, the cinema but, score, oh. but it does mean that for Paddington, right? Oh yeah, for Paddington too. Yes, it does mean that. Okay, just checking. <laughs> um, the cinema score is a B plus. Now that that shocks me. It lines up with the eighty six audience score for Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But again, I would assume that people going to see this movie in theaters right now um, would be like the big fans of it and stuff. So seeing the B plus cinema score. I mean, it's good. It is by no means a bad score, but a little shocking. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, cool. So, you know, that's all the basics. We're going to move into some of the actual marketing for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad now. Um, so I actually didn't know this. I kind of wasn't... I wasn't paying attention to a lot of the development of this film until James Gunn was brought on because the 2016 film was awful. Mm-hmm. So I kind of <laughs> didn't care about anything they were doing. Which definitely doesn't help when you're developing a sequel. Um, you know, that, that movie made a ton of money, and it's considered a marketing success. But I'm not sure it's considered a franchise success. You know, like, did it set the groundwork for a very successful, like, set of sequels after? Yeah. Um, but, you know, there were a lot of names attached to direct. Uh, and then James Gunn was fired from Disney due to some old tweets that resurfaced. Um, do you remember this? Yes. Yes. Um, so, you know, he was fired from Disney. It was a big deal. Um, shortly after he was fired from Disney, he started talks with Warner Brothers. 
And, uh, you know, they first talked about having him do a Superman movie, but he wasn't sure he wanted to, like, take on a Superman film. Um, so then they let him choose what he wanted to adapt, which kind of shows that, like, James Gunn was a commodity. You know, they're like, we want you to do a superhero movie for us. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted the DC's Guardians of the Galaxy. So he chose Suicide Squad. Um, and then they finalized the deal. And the day after the Warner Brothers deal was finalized, Disney officially brought him back on for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, which again shows that James Gunn is a commodity in the comic book world. Yeah. Like very important financially or else like these companies wouldn't be letting him do whatever he wants and like, you know, reaching so hard to get him back and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's really interesting. Another thing too is that Disney has, they kind of agreed to like postpone and delay Guardians of the Galaxy 3 to allow him to finish Suicide Squad. Dang. And everything. So he's already written the script for Guardians 3, but they haven't started, like, um, pre-production or shooting or anything yet because he's been so caught up in this. And, again, the fact that they, like, let him do that, it's, it's not cooperation between these, like, rival studios, but it's, like, there's some sort of, like, middle ground that they're trying to find so that they can both use James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at the trailers, we'll talk about a bit later, like, you see from the... Um, brilliantly beautiful or messed up mind of James Gunn or something, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, you know, very making it very clear that you know, it's a gun film. Um, he also told Warner Brothers that he would only direct the Suicide Squad if it could be R rated, which Warner Brothers was not a fan of at first. Um, but they eventually did agree. And you know, for context, the 2016 David Ayer film was PG thirteen because the studio made it be PG thirteen. Like, nobody thought a Suicide Squad film should be PG-13. Yeah. Um, That's like saying you want Deadpool to be PG-13. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those things that, like, just don't do. Yeah. Um, it was still successful, but, you know... We again, hated it. Yeah, we hated it. Critically <laughs> panned. Um, and, and, yeah. So, uh, again, another place where Gunn had leverage because of how important it was to have his name on a DC property. Um, moving on, uh, starting with, you know, the promotional rollout for this film back during DC fandom in August, 2020, there was a behind the scenes featurette released. Um, you know, in December, there was a virtual Comic-Con experience panel with James Gunn and other members of the cast. And then also, um, the designs for Idris Elba's Bloodsport costume was revealed as well. So that's some of the early stuff that, um, gave people a look at this film, um, but there was a point back in April, before all this, it was like April, May of 2020, where James Gunn told people, hey, don't expect any marketing from Suicide Squad anytime soon. Um, and even if you look at this stuff, none of this is like trailers, because they still hadn't like done it, they haven't announced the release date yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all very like vague stuff, you know, keeping people interested, but not making it super... Uh, they're not heavily starting the campaign yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made it clear that's what they were doing. But uh, in March, they did start um, a big campaign. So let's go ahead and start. We're going to talk about the trailers a little bit earlier than normal. We're going to talk about them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first trailer, a Red Band trailer, came out on March 26th. This is also when like the release date was officially announced. Um, this broke the record for Red Band trailer views, beating out Mortal Kombat. That came out this year. Mm-hmm. Which um, brings up another point um, that we'll talk about in a second. But what do you think of this trailer? This this initial, like, red band, you know, rated R trailer? 
I thought it was pretty good to like introduce what's happening in it. Um, and that's all I have to say. I mean, I, I enjoyed it and I think it was, didn't give away too much, but it showed kind of like the premise of what's kind of going to happen. And yeah. it was, I think it's a good first trailer. I agree. The, the tone was set, I mm-hmm. think really well. Um, which is important, especially because like, if you look at the trailers for Suicide Squad 2016, the tone was also set really well. And it's part of why the movie did so well was because those trailers were like bursting with color and life and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so this kind of does the same thing. You see a lot. I believe you also, you see the shot of you know, King Shark tearing a human body in half and everything. Um, some amazing visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. Uh, now about the red band trailers, I do think it's interesting that like the, the previous trailer to break that record for, you know, red band trailer views was Mortal Kombat. It was a recent trailer. And I think there's something happening now where when the primary purpose of a trailer isn't to like get it in front of other movies and theaters, um, studios are putting a little bit more weight behind red band trailers Mm -hmm. because, you know, before in theaters, a lot of theaters wouldn't play red bands at all. Um, so now, I mean, some would be released online and everything, but, like, these are, are like, the main trailers for these films. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, and this brings me to the next trailer, which is known as the Rebellion trailer. It came out uh, five days later on April Fool's Day. It wasn't, well, it wasn't a, an April Fool's joke. Um, but this is the Green Man trailer. Um, it was a new cut. It was intentionally supposed to be, like, a different thing, not just taking the Red Band trailer and cutting out all the red band stuff in it Mm -hmm. but it was also like super dark like super dark and gritty Mm kind of like the main complaint against a lot of other dc films i thought it was what did you notice that vibe i didn't not until you just said it yeah it was it it didn't have any of the jokes or anything and like yeah maybe a lot of the jokes are red band jokes but it the way it was cut the way like the the voiceover was happening in the background there was um some uh, a cover of a song it was like very dark and gritty which feels like it it sets the opposite tone you want to set for this movie um so i thought it was a really weird choice and it almost feels like like the red band trailer is the studio saying all right gun here's your trailer this is what you want to do and this one that came out five days later is like the studio trailer yeah um like what they think is gonna work and it just felt so weird and off i think Um, so too like if that would have been the first trailer for the movie I, I think it would have, the buzz would have been not great, my opinion. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about that trailer? mm Okay. Well, the next one is known as the Rain trailer, and this came out on June 22nd. So this was a weird, this was a weird trailer release. So there was a, a little bit of a planned marketing stunt um, in which different actors from the film um, kind of introduced the trailer. They started, and they're like, hey... Here's a new trailer for, for the Suicide Squad. It's not supposed to be out yet, but what are they going to do to me? It's kind of like they're, they're leaking it early. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, not actually, they're not actually leaking it early. It's very clear that they're not actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the weird thing about this was that a lot of these like, leaked versions were like pre-roll YouTube ads. So they were, they were ads that showed up before other YouTube videos. And, you know, you'd see the actor, like, saying, oh, hey, we're, here's the trailer. Like, click here to watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird, but also it made it hard for people to actually find the trailer because they had to, like, go to YouTube and click on different videos just hoping that the Suicide Squad ad would get played before them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was released more officially a bit later on the, um, the Warner Brothers channel. 
but before that, it had a really weird launch. Um, and, you know, I, I read an article that was kind of comparing it to the Spider-Man Far From Home um, title announcement. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, and it's like they were trying to do that, because I think that was a very successful, like, stunt. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, they had me tricked. I thought the Homewrecker title was mm-hmm. going to be the actual title. Yeah. Um, it, it was done so well. But then you see that it's actually different titles that they released. And it's like, oh, wait, what's the real one? Mm-hmm. Um, had a lot of people talking. This one, I, I didn't know about this until reading about it now. So it's almost like they tried it, it didn't work, and they quickly just kind of put it out regularly and let people watch it like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's the last trailer that we watched. Um, it's still Green Man, I believe. Um, I don't think it was a Red Band trailer. But the tone was way more similar to the first Red Band trailer. I agree, and it it really just kind of gives you more details, which is what you want when you're doing kind of like a closer to it. You're getting like, let's tell you more about what's actually going to happen in this film before you see it, so you're more excited to see it. And this is the plot trailer, while the other one was the tone trailer. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. Is there anything else you're going to add? Um, no, I just thought that that was. I mean, it's like what I guess you're supposed to do. It's what a lot of people do, and I feel like they did it. No, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, well, that's all the trailers, so, um, I want to, you know, have a quick word about the digital marketing. Uh, I don't know how much you saw, but I saw ads on Twitter, there were ads on YouTube, I saw a ton of ads on TikTok. Um, did you notice a lot of those too? No, but I haven't been on those things as much lately. Okay, okay. Um, well, I saw a lot of different ads for Suicide Squad on TikTok, um, and I think that, like, TikTok movie advertising has really picked up across the board. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember seeing stuff for, um, Cruella... Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, I think Raya had the best ones mm-hmm. by far. But Suicide Squad also was good because they weren't just showing a trailer um, in the film. They were kind of like, they were showing like a joke. Like it was a, the TikTok was a, a single joke from the film. And mm-hmm. then it was like Suicide Squad on the screen. Um, which is kind of an interesting format to take. Uh, do you remember the Snake Eyes um, TikToks? Yes, because I think it was really, really bad. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, they were really... So, um, for those who haven't seen them, Snake Eyes, which is the... Sorry, G.I. Joe Snake Eyes Origins is the actual title of the film. Um, was it, you know, a G.I. Joe spinoff movie that came out recently starring Henry Golding. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the podcast, but they did do a TikTok campaign where... And in, there were probably three to four different versions of these that I saw, but they were really trying to pick up on, like, different trends like different tiktok sounds mm-hmm. that were um that were popular at the time actually they weren't popular at the time they were like ones that i remember being popular like months before yeah mm-hmm. um so it's like they saw these made them and said all right well we're gonna do these in three months and they were like old tiktok trends and they also just weren't very good yep uh-huh. so it was it was a very funny thing they were so comical because it was like what are they even trying to do yeah, I, I hate TikTok ads that try to that try to pick up on those trends because yeah. they always feel they feel more deceptive. They they really feel deceptive. Yeah, I agree. And then you watch the Suicide Squad ad where it's just a joke from the movie and it says, Hey, go watch Suicide Squad. That's not deceptive at all. That's that's um that's just a straight up ad and honestly, like I watched it and I thought the joke was funny. Like it was Yeah. It was marketing to me. It was also valuable entertainment to me. Mm-hmm. So um I, I, I want to watch how, how TikTok movie advertising develops because um, we've seen some different approaches. Uh, and you know, again, I guess we can bring up the Raya approach where they like really focused on um, Kelly Marie Tran and you know kind of like had her talking mm-hmm. um, 
like to the the audience, to the viewer, and everything, um, and focus heavily on her. So it wasn't just footage from the movie, but it was also like footage of her. And I think Aquafina was in the trailer as well on the, that TikTok ad. So it was like another really interesting thing because again, not deceptive. It was like telling you something about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, went on a little bit of a tangent there, but. Um, I think it's an interesting thing that, you know, if you're on TikTok, keep an eye out for movie ads and let us know if you see any cool ones. Because, I mean, or any shitty ones, like the G.I. Joe Snake Eyes <laughs> Origins ones. Um, here's our last little bit of uh, marketing talk. Um, not last little bit. So there was a, a premiere in the UK in July. And a few days before the premiere, a giant Starro the Conqueror statue, which is the giant star villain from this film, was put up in... And I might be saying this wrong, Leicester Square, Leicester Square. Um, and I'm going to link to this tweet from James Gunn in our, um, our description. So click the link there if you want to see it. But I'm pulling it up now so that Alyssa can see it. And um, we're going to watch a little video of the giant Starro statue. And it's really fucking cool. It looks pretty awesome. It's very colorful. It is big. Um, yeah, that is pretty cool. Very well lit, to be honest. It's like exactly what I would say for an idea. For yeah, marketing. yeah, exactly. Like, the giant star statue in the middle of London. When you said that, I was like, when you told me about it, I was like, yeah, that's that would be an idea. I'd say that's what I would say. Um, no, it's interesting, and I also read a little bit about how, like, why James Gunn picked this villain. Um, calling Sorrow a villain is. Uh, a little bit of a incorrect term. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, this monster, though, from the the comics, because of like how absurd it is, uh-huh. um, and you know, it's. I, I love that they they didn't just use it in the film. They also like used it in this like really cool like guerrilla marketing stunt type uh-huh. thing. Um, something like weird and absurd, not like a giant statue of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn or something, but it's a giant statue of a starfish. Yeah, and that looks questions. about the size that he would probably be, too. <laughs> Maybe a little smaller. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and the last thing, you know, there's some posters. Do you have anything special you want to say about the posters? Um, no, the style is interesting. Yeah, they look different, which is for sure cool. The main tagline is, they're dying to save the world, mm-hmm. which you see in um, the Green Band trailer. They use that in that first Green Band trailer that came out. And there was also a series of character posters that they released that had, like, Waller and um, Harley Quinn and Boomerang and, you know, uh, King Shark and Polka Dot Man and everything. So, um, did you like any of those? What was your favorite one of those? Obviously King Shark. Okay, that's fair. I really like the Polka Dot Man one. I thought that one was really cool, too. Yeah, and I really like the, the Thinker one. Again, we're going to link to this so you can look at these. Because it's like, hard to talk about visual I like, things. I like the Weasel. The weasel's good. <laughs> I like the thinker because it had the little starro things kind of flying out of them, uh, which yeah, is really yeah. cool. Um, again, we'll link to those so that you can see what we're talking about on our audio podcast. Um, cool. So let's move into marketing ideas. Do you have any marketing ideas? With that big starro uh, statue, they should have had um, uh, his armpits open up and had a bunch of little starros come out, and they're like little plushies, and everyone could take them home. Like a t-shirt cannon. Inside yeah. it, but it's a plushie cannon. Yeah. I love that. Should they have done, <laughs> should they have done like a, a, I'm trying to think of a sport going on. The Olympics, no. the entire Olympics. Okay. Well, yes. Get them in the Olympics, an Olympic tour. 
Um, I was going to think, maybe like baseball in the U.S. Because, you know, the, the baseball stadiums are huge. How do you get them in there? I don't know. But, like, how'd they get Green Day in there? You know what I'm saying? Um, Green Day's been performing at these baseball stadiums. You know, they're pretty big. Not a- <laughs> okay. But, you know, like, like do a tour around the country in these baseball stadiums. Come see Starro. And then the t-shirt cannon matches up with the sporting event. That is kind of good. Yeah. I just really, I mean, I would love just a little plush. Just a little plush thing of him. That would be great. I wonder if they sell I'm sure they sell them. Okay, well, let's buy some. Build-A-Bear? Does Build-A-Bear do That's a Starro? We can't talk about, I'm already going to spend $80 <laughs> here. We can't go to Build-A-Bear for anything else. Um, cool. Is it my turn for another idea? Yep. Okay, so do you remember, and I got some feedback from one of our listeners who said <laughs> that this was the worst idea ever. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember your Black Widow idea where you said they should just release spiders everywhere? Yes. Um, he did say that was the worst idea ever. Um, <laughs> don't look shocked. Why? Um, he didn't tell me why. Yeah, because there's no good reason. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you. What were you saying? Um, can we release starfish everywhere in in water? That would be so <laughs> cool. Um, um, they're just not going to be the same. They don't have a big old eye on them. Okay, yeah, I know you're right. No, wait, wait, wait. What if, what if they did um, cross-promotion with aquariums? That would you know? be very cool. If they have, like, a couple, like, hidden and, like, you have to find them or something. You can put them in the tanks. Yeah, and you have to, like, find them. Yeah. And if you can, like, put out, I don't know, if there's, like, some kind of thing and you can point out where you saw all of them, then you, you get a, a, a plush of him. A little baby. Yeah. No, I think it'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. And also, Aquarium TikTok is popping. So if you get if you get that on Aquarium TikTok as well, it's some some TikTok synergy. That's a marketing buzzword. That might, that might just be our TikToks, but because <laughs> we are very into aquariums. Yeah, I do follow the Georgia Aquarium. They're a good follow. So such a good follow. <laughs> oh my god. Um. All right. You got another idea you want to throw at me? Okay. So who was the best? Who was the best one? The best Suicide Squatter. Yeah. Um. To me. Probably. Nope. In general. Not to you. Oh, in general? Yeah. Well, okay. In general, it's Harley Quinn. Wrong. Try again. <laughs> King Shark? Yeah, it's King Shark. <laughs> so, yeah, they should have just, he should have had his own character trailer. Mm-hmm. And that would have been so good. I mean, him ripping someone in half, that was so cool. And hey, you want to hear something cool about that? What? That was not special. That was not CGI. That was prosthetics. Whoa, that's Actually cool. done on set. Yeah. Um, and I just want to see more of him. I mean, he did like, a lot of them was like about, he's like, hand. it's like, haha, show me more. I need more of him. They should have even done more things of him and put them in the trailer, but they didn't actually happen in the movie because I would have liked more of him, but no spoilers. So you just want to, and we talked about this a bit, but you just want a, a King Shark spinoff. Yes. Thing. What else does he do all the other times? I have to know when he's not being in a suicide squad. He's trying to make friends. That's all he's trying to do. I just would love to see it. I just would love okay. to see it. Okay, so there's like the... Do you remember the, the Marvel one-shots? Um, they're like these little short films that they kind of did to market you know, Marvel movies and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the one where, where Thor had a roommate? No. You don't remember? Okay, the Thor roommate videos are very good. They're very funny. Um, but 
do these for for the different characters in the Suicide Squad. I want to see a video of King Shark like going to a park and trying to make friends. I I am interested. All the characters are so different and crazy and nutty, like it says. And I would like to see like their day to day life. Some videos are like that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, to be fair, okay. To be fair, outside of this movie, they are all currently in prison. Maybe like a pre-prison. Well, yeah, like give me some pre-prison. Are they now in post-prison because they did all these things? And so they get out maybe a little bit? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they get a free day? A free day? Yeah. They, they just go, hey, you're in prison, but just go like, <laughs> um, go hit down, go hit downtown up, you know? Go hit just the aquarium one up. time. Just one time. <laughs> Please don't sing it. King Shark should not go to the aquarium. Okay. I mean, you're right. All right. <laughs> um... Okay, so are there any any other ideas? Um, you know, we talked a lot about King Shark. We talked a lot about Starro. Can we talk about any of the human characters? I fucking hate... I don't hate them, but they're nothing good. I'd rather... Do you want to talk about Weasel? Okay, well, it's not human character. <laughs> like um, Harley Quinn, we fucking, we've seen it all done. We've seen it all done. We get Bloodshot's backstory. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. <laughs> what I call him? Bloodshot. That's we that's get, the Vin Diesel film that came out early 2020. We, we got his backstory some. Like, enough of it. Like, I just... I would want to know a little bit more about Polka Dot Man. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so let's let's come up with a marketing idea uniquely for Polka Dot Man. All about his mom. Interesting. It's got to be all about Is his mom. Is it a... It's a poster with all the Suicide Squad, but they all are his mom. And okay, Starro's there. that's really good. Yes. Starro's there, and Starro's also his mom. That's good. Do we do, can we do like a trailer that's like a, an ad for therapy? And it's like, hey, do you imagine your mom is everywhere? <laughs> uh, that would actually be pretty good. But it's Harley Quinn maybe like narrating the whole thing. Yeah, she is a therapist. She's a psychiatrist. Oh. Harley yeah, Quinn right. is a psychiatrist. Perfect. Well, I mean, it was. I don't know if it's fair to say is anymore. <laughs> I'm not sure how her psychiatry skills have held up over the course of her villainy. But... Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we've done enough. Do you think we've done enough? That doesn't sound... I don't feel like you should say that. It's like, oh, thank God we're done because we did just enough to, to no, finish No, no, no. I mean, like, I think if we say any more, we're going to, like, break the fabric of reality because it's just... It's too good. So, you know... Mm, interesting <laughs> turn on that. Exactly. That's what I'm known for. They called me Turner. Nope. Thought you were gonna sing Turn Boy, but then you said Turner. <laughs> Turn Boy is also good. Um, you know, it's just it's the type of turn style I like to keep going around here. All right, let's end it. Let's <laughs> I'm ready to end it. Whatever you want that to mean. All right. Well, this was um, an episode of Marketer's Cut or the Marketer's Cut, depending on which year you're listening this to this to. Um, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Marketer's Cut. You can find the podcast anywhere you can find podcast or on YouTube. Learn more at our website, marketerscut.com. I want to thank Jacob Wall for his art. Find more of, more of his work on Instagram at Jacob Art Wall. Also, after that, on the, the, the Google Doc, Logan just put a capital R. I don't know where it That's came from. That's it. I know where it came from. Earlier, when I pressed R to record, I was still on the <laughs> Google Doc, so I typed an R on the Google Doc. Um, that's professionalism there, baby. Uh well, we're about to end it. I will say that um, we are going to try to start switching our days to Mondays. So new episodes on Mondays. 
Um, we had trouble getting episodes out on time recently. I think this is going to help us hit that day, hit that schedule pretty well. Um, and so, yeah, tell friends to, to tell your friends and family to look out for a new episode on Monday. Say, hey, I got some friends that make a good podcast. Um, we didn't mean cuss in this one. Fuck. No, <laughs> look, and I was going to say, tell your grandma to listen to it. My friends who are under the age of 12 could have listened to this one. And then you literally just ruined it. You ruined it for everybody. Um, I'm, I'm going to mark it as explicit no matter what. So you might as well throw, throw one word in there. No. Do you want to say one? Piss. Cool. All right. Well, um, <laughs> music's fading up now. Uh, we'll see you guys next Monday. See ya. Yes! <laughs>